Hey, welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is Dr. TK, and today's episode is very special. So if you don't know by now, it is January 2023, and we have officially started our four-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, this bootcamp goes on for four days between January 17th and the 20th of 2023, and we are streaming live on YouTube. So what I've done is I decided... After the DMs and messages that I've received from day one, when we talked about niches to riches, I definitely wanted to make this available for everyone in our community. So I decided to upload the audio version of the four-day bootcamp to our podcast. I also understand that not everybody can view video throughout the day. However, if you want to take notes, if you want to participate, if you want to see the information that was shared on the screen, I would highly encourage you to simply head over to YouTube, type out Dr. TK, and then view the live stream, okay? It will be available for a very short period of time. Now, if you want to take that extra step and you want to take action with what we talk about in the workshop and you want the worksheets, the workbooks, then you want to head down to the show notes and click on drtk.com forward slash links and officially get on the list for the bootcamp. Now, keep in mind that this bootcamp is only for four days, which means that at the time of you probably getting this podcast episode, it may or may not even be available, okay? So strap on your seatbelts, have a seat, get your pen and paper and maybe some popcorn and some wine and get ready because we are about to have a great time in this bootcamp. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six figure mental health business and a seven figure coaching business. Now, listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. My name is Dr. TK. So before we get started, because I know there's a 10 to 15 second delay, I'm going to, I was like two minutes late, (laughs) but I was setting up Instagram and making sure that everything was good. And then I received a download that told me to add something onto the end. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. So as we get started, um, As you know, we are open enrollment for our private practice academy. Um, But one of the reasons why I'm going live today uh, outside of, you know, just dropping nuggets is that I think this is the first launch that I've had as many people (laughs) ever in my DM related to having a fear to bet on themselves. That's like the best way I can say it. Like my stomach is kind of rumbling because. It bothers me. And it bothers me because as therapists, providers, even if you're a student, healers, we're taught how to help other people get out of their head. And it concerns me, and I've been there, when the provider themselves 
can't get out of their head. And as much as we go to bat for our clientele, it's quite fascinating that um, we don't go to bat for ourselves that way. Let me know if you would agree, right? So um, what I'm going to do is going to be two parts. The first part will be on, are you a business or a hobbyist? So make sure that you got your pen and paper ready. If you're watching on Instagram, feel free to hop over here on YouTube. You can follow along, but you can actually see the stuff on YouTube if you want to hop over here. If you don't want to click the link, just head, just uh, type in doctor, spelled out TK, and you'll see me streaming live right now. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and we'll go ahead and jump into it. And then, you know, certain parts I'll have you like, you know, comment back if you're watching live. If you're not watching live, I believe you may need to be signed in, but hey, <laughs> still try to, you know, chime in as well. All right. So um, the first part is, are you a business or a hobbyist? And so the reason why this pricks my heart, I did this workshop about a year, year and a half ago, actually right here on YouTube. And it was quite interesting, the feedback that I received, because uh, again, a lot of entrepreneurs may say, you know, I own a business, um, I'm part-time or full-time. I want to, you know, do all the things that I want to do in my business. I want to earn as much money as I can in my business, like all of these things. But then when it comes down to like, the mindset, it just seems like we're not willing to take on the mindset, but we just want to hustle like an entrepreneur. And hustle is cool during certain seasons, but at some point your hustle is going to burn you out, right? So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. This is what I consider like my framework for hobbyist versus business owner. So I call it my AGP. Everything I do got to have a framework to it. A-G-P. So when I look at the assessment that I've created to determine if you are a hobbyist and or a business owner, um, we're going to conduct an assessment to determine if you are treating, if you are showing up as though you're a business owner. Um, and we're going to look at three different key parts. So we're going to look at alignment. This is a misspelling. Um, we're going to look at alignment. We're going to look at growth and we're going to look at profitability. Now, the only thing that I ask when you do these assessments is to make sure that you keep it 100 with yourself. You are the only person that truly sees what you uh, put down on your paper. Okay. Talk back to me if you need me to, if you, you know, need me to see your reaction. I love to see more reaction beyond scores. Okay. And feel free to ask questions. Okay. So um, alignment trait number one. So it's just simple. If the answer is yes, 25 points. If the answer is no, zero points. So if you don't do therapy and you're a business owner, just replace it with whatever you do, right? So are you doing what you love? So like, for example, if I have a private practice, do I love seeing the clients that I, I see? If I'm doing one-on-one -on -one therapy, do I love doing that? Or would I prefer to be doing family or group? Um, if I have a job, would I prefer to be doing something else, right? If you want to change jobs or change, like I used to work in the county, so we were able to change like institutions or like, you know, sites. And so if I wasn't happy somewhere, I had the ability to change. Okay. So yes or no, are you doing what you love? Number two, are you serving whom you love? Are you serving whom you love? And I, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say about 75 and up percent of the time you're serving who you love. And so if you're serving half of your caseload, 50% of people that you love, and you just said yes to everybody else, you really ain't feeling that diagnosis. You're really not feeling that gender. Um, you really would prefer to serve a certain age group, a certain ethnicity, whatever the case may be, presenting problem, all those things. Do you love whom you serve? And this again is your own assessment. You are the only one that gets to see your answer. 
Okay. Number three, as it relates to alignment, are you creating your dream products and or services? So services is like mental health services, um, but it can also be workshops. It can be some people are watching this may have a t-shirt business. Um, Some people may, you know, they do speaking, but bottom line is, are you positioned in your business to be able to create the products and services that you love? Or are you just creating stuff? Because I mean, I guess you're just trying to make money. Okay. Those are two different things. So yes, 25.0, no. Okay. Um, Are you charging your value? So this is actually trait number four. I'm seeing like so many little mini typos, but again, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. So trait number four, are you charging your value? We're looking at purpose now. So are you charging at a level where you don't feel resentment to the people that you serve or the product that you offer? Yes or no. Okay. So if you're watching live, feel free to put your numbers in the chat box. Okay. Feel free to put your number on the chat box. So if your score is 75 to 100, you're in a pretty cool spot. That means for the most part, you're aligned. It, we're just going to split these scores into two. Okay. If you're 50 and below, or I would say, you know, below 75, um, but it's 50 based off the scoring. If you're 50 or below, either you just started your business, that's usually my tagline, or you're not working in alignment. So what is alignment? Alignment, like think about it like a car, right? Um, if your car needs an alignment, that means that it's not driving straight. Like, and you'll know if your car needs an alignment over and over again, if like, I'm not saying do this, but if you take your hand off the wheel, it just starts swerving. Somebody put 62.5. We don't do no 0.5s. Okay. So think about your business, your life, your mindset, your money like that, your behaviors. Are you waking up every day and you are walking in a narrow line focused on what you love? Okay. I don't like to say the word too much, what you're passionate about, because your passions can change at different seasons. Okay. Um, So how does not being aligned impact you as a human being and as a business owner? Well, one, it can directly impact your motivation. If you're not excited about what you're doing or what you're creating or who you are serving, why would you want to get up out of the bed? and get to work, right? It will impact negatively your ability to follow through. So some of you are having a hard time finishing what you started, probably because, I don't know, potentially you're doing something that other people said you needed to do. Um, Maybe you have a friend and they're talking about what they've done and you're like, oh, well, if you have those results, I want them to. What are we doing? We're doing the comparison model and we're hopping on trends. That's not good for alignment. It's cool to check it out, but you can't get lost in that. And if you do get lost in it, you need to stop following people. You need to stop engaging with people because you can't stay focused. Also, it impacts your creativity. Being a business owner, you have to be in an innovative state at all times. That is very imperative. In the beginning of your business, you're going to be the innovator and the executioner, meaning you're going to be the visionary and the person that goes out and executes things. But over time, as you see fit your vision for the business, which, of course, we teach to like in all of my programs, like DTA has a five-year vision plan. We're looking not just at your private practice, but what do you want to have in the future? If you're talking about that you want to create online courses and learn how to launch, how do you know what goes into a launch? You probably got to invest and learn. But if you can't invest in your lowest hanging fruit to get that up and running, how do you expect that all of a sudden you're going to wake up a year or two from now and say, okay, now I'm ready to invest? No, we go at 
phases. And that's why I love, at least for therapists or providers, our main program, the academy, because it's teaching you how to first invest in, hell, what you went to school for, but the other side of what you weren't taught, right? So let me know if that resonates with you, if that makes sense, okay? But bottom line is, if you want to be more motivated, if you want to follow through and finish things that you started and be more creative on a consistent basis, you have to align yourself with doing things that you love. Hobbyists do stuff. Business owners got a mission, period, okay? So let's now go into the, get into the G, which is growth. So have you collaborated with someone else to get in front of your ideal client or share your gift? I call it reciprocity. Yes or no. Put it on your paper. We'll put the final scores in the box after. Yes or no. So again, have you collaborated with someone else? Because that takes a certain mindset to get in front of your ideal client or share your gift. Okay. Number two. Have you invested in continuing educational workshops, especially if you're licensed, aligned with your goals, purpose, yes or no? So when I wanted to learn how to be a better professor, I went and bought some books. When I wanted to be a dissertation chair, I had to take some trainings. Again, on statistics and research, I needed to refresh my brain, right? When I wanted to have um, online courses. I had developed them at a college campus, but it's very different when you have to develop them on your own and create the marketing for them. That's a whole nother ballgame. So I invested. When I wanted to create a membership site, I invested. When I wanted to launch a mastermind, I invested. When I wanted to make a lot of money, I had to invest in my mindset. I invested. When I wanted to learn how to host events beyond parties that I already know how to do epically well, I invested. It doesn't stop. So with whatever is on your goals list, are you investing time and or money? Sometimes it'll take both in order for you to grasp and understand and execute what you're supposed to be doing, right? Um, Trait number three, do you post videos? Because we in a video series right now, like we in Video City, right? Do you post videos about your services beyond just let me introduce myself? Okay, congratulations. If you've noticed... This boot camp, I have not spent much of any time really talking about myself. And I did that on purpose. After 2020, people's uh, attention span is like a damn net, right? So let's get straight into what you came here for. Let me not do a whole hour introduction about me. Usually the only time I will intertwine my story is when I feel like somebody feels like they're by themselves because all they see is what they see online or the face of the brand, which is right now it's me, at least for my coaching programs. And they don't know the back end story. So that's what's going to come on the back end of today's workshop on the back end. Okay. Um, But bottom line is, do you post uh, videos? Technology, yes or no? Um, Number, is that a double? Hold on. Let's go back. Okay. So number one was collaboration. Number two was investment. Number three is videos. Number four, do you delegate tasks off your plate? Hashtag, you get your time back. And that is in the definition of wealth because you are, treating your time like it's very valuable because it's the one level of currency that you can't get back. So do you delegate stuff off your plate? That can include at your house and in your business. But of course, for this workshop, it's your business. So put your score in the box. Okay. So what's your grade? 175, you're in a very good spot. Okay. If you 50 or below, that means that your business may be up and down and may be stagnant. And I'm not talking about you just following the trends of the stock market. 
your business is stagnant. You have something to do about it. You can do something about it, right? So this is what happens when your, excuse me, when your growth is not going in the direction that it needs to. It impacts your profitability. You can't predict your revenue. You can't predict your income simply because you don't know your numbers, simply because you don't want to take the time to gather the information, right? Um, you also may be low on growth simply because you don't want to connect. So I'll give you a prime example as of 18 minutes ago, okay? So I was sitting up on the couch watching Netflix, watching a series that I don't watch again, but you know, you catch different stuff when you in a series. And the reason why I give myself permission to watch series, not series, don't talk to me, watch, but series on Netflix is because I wake up early, I worked out, got my son ready to school for school. We had a team meeting about our mastermind event for our students in February. And then we talked about our conference in October. Then we talked about the academy and enrolling the students and making sure to get them what they need, onboarding our students. And then we handled other business. And then I did some stuff behind the scenes of working on my business. At some point, your girl got to give herself a hard stop. I choose or I chose today to give myself a hard stop around one o'clock simply because I got to pick up my son at four o'clock because we have a blended family. And on certain days of the week, me and my husband have to pick up two kids from school 40 miles apart from each other. Okay. So with that said, I wouldn't put on no makeup today. I wouldn't do none of that. I wouldn't even go alive today. However, I said, you know what? Let me feel good. And putting on makeup made me feel even better, but I feel good already. Right. But I didn't have it in my plan to go live. But as I sat still watching Netflix, I start, you know, I check my phone every once in a while. I mean, people got questions and I notice in my DM that it's the same trend. I know it's the right program for me or I know X, Y, and Z about what you offer, but I don't know if I can do it. You know, like those things are coming up. So to me, connection is key. And the reason I'm sharing all of that is because sometimes it takes a conversation, even via a lens on the computer for me to relate to my audience via video or conversation so that they can hear the message, feel my energy and see my energy because I speak with my energy, but also of course, to be connected to know that you're not alone. Okay. Um, and I love lives because clearly you can see that you're not alone. Right. Um, lead generation. Are you getting in front of new people? That was the collaboration. Are you getting in front of new people question? If you're not getting in front of new people and you're constantly marketing to the same group of people, at some point they're going to burn out if they have not already purchased or invested in your product or service. Okay. So I see a comment. Um, it's a struggle to maintain creating content such as videos. I'm trying to develop a new mindset around posting on social media. If you in DTA, please bring that up on our first call. And if you ain't going to be there, submit the question because I will for sure answer that, but I'm not going to answer it on this live. <laughs> okay. It's something that we dive deep into when we go to the conference, but the conference is more for scalability. But I definitely have talked about it with DTA students before, so we can talk about it again. It's about that time. All right. Let's talk about the last one, profitability. Profitability. Sorry, y'all. I got braces. So have you met with a CPA or tax planner? Me and Dr. Roche talked about that in the cash flow factory introduction. I, I call it hashtag gambling. If you don't know where you are, how do you know where you're going? Like a treatment plan. There has to be some level of a starting point. So if, you're, if your thermometer is more on, oh, okay, well, I got this amount of money in my bank account, how do you really tax plan? 
How do you know how much money to put aside for certain things? How do you know how much money you can invest in marketing? How do you know how much money you have available extra to go shopping, right? It's not just about paying yourself your salary. It's about planning your money. So do you meet with your tax planner at least every quarter, okay? Um, Do you know how much your time is worth hourly? Yes or no? You got to know the numbers. You got to know the equation. Do you know how much your time is worth hourly? Some of you base this off how much you charge hourly, but we know that's not accurate because you undercharge it and you feel like you undercharge it, right? Number three, you are willing to, so yes or no, this is written a little differently. You are willing to take risk to get results in your business. Yes or no? Everything I just mentioned a few moments ago in terms of my investments, those were me taking risk to bet on me. I wasn't taking risk on the coach because I had vetted the program. I knew what I was signing up for. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed at that time. I was taking a risk on me because I have to show up and do the work. And that's really some of the the questions that some of you should be asking yourself if it's more of a, I don't know. I can't persuade you and I won't persuade you to do anything. My simple answer to most people is, You've already betted on yourself all through school and graduate school and licensure and all these other things, having kids, getting married, getting divorced. I don't know. We already done better on ourselves in so many ways. How is this different? Right? So yeah, know where your money is going instead of wondering where it went. It's called hashtag more month than money. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number four, do you run a profit and loss statement each month? and make changes in your back office for improvements based on that profit and loss statement. So this is not a 50-50 question. This is a and question. Like I'm giving you a test, like the ethics test, right? So you have to answer the whole thing, yes or no. Do you run a profit and loss statement? Some of y'all like, yeah, I do that through QuickBooks or my person does it or whatever. Okay, do you take the data and do you incorporate it into making enhancements, improvements, maybe removing some stuff? Um, decreasing expenses. Maybe you have now money that you know of to invest in certain things. Do you make improvements? Yes or no. So put your scores in the box. So again, 75 to 100, you're all right. 100, you're good, right? But it should be showing up in your bank account though. If you score 50 or below, either you haven't started your business yet or your business, just to let you know, your business will only grow as big as you. Let me say that again. Your business will only grow as big as you. So if you believe that certain things aren't worth investing in so that you can get the ROI back, then that's as far as you're going to go. If you believe that you're only going to pay $10 to get coached by something you see on a Facebook ad or for free through a four to five to six, seven day boot camp, then that's how much somebody's going to invest in you. It's called the laws of attraction. You don't want to have financial integrity to pay your bills on time or call the creditor and tell them you're running late. Can I get an extension? No matter what they say, integrity. But you get mad when somebody ghosts you for a session and they don't want to pay. We get mad when a client prematurely terminates because they don't want to pay that no-show fee. Laws of the universe, right? So got to check yourself. Oh, wait, let me go back. So it impacts time off. If you don't know how much money you have in the bank after everything is paid for, including yourself, it impacts your ability to take time off because when you take time off, your business's odds are not running because you ain't hiring nobody, right? Um, It impacts your ability to make more money because you haven't learned how to use 
your main stream of income for most therapists would either be our job and or in conjunction with a private practice or whatever your forte is, because not everybody wants to do a private practice. But whatever it is, you need to be going all in on that thing beyond your job, unless you just want to have a job, which is fine. That's your goal, right? Um, But if you want more money, you want to be able to know how to leverage your time to make more money without taking all your time away. That's not the long-term goal of a business. And I'm sure all of us want to have an abundant lifestyle, or maybe we do have a portion of our life that's abundant, but we can't figure out why our business is not abundant. Look at that. What kind of attention are you giving to other parts of your life that is abundant versus your business? Okay. So what's one of the reasons why I did this workshop in the past? And again, as I mentioned earlier, it was primarily because a lot of people are in my DM, which I'm super excited about because I love wanting to know like what's preventing you from betting on you. But it seems like (laughs) the answer is the same. Nobody's really talking about money, which is a positive thing. People are really talking about, I just, I don't know if I'm, if I can do it. And I'm like, you don't know if you're going to log in and do the lesson. You know, another thing that's come up is, can you tell me what day and time the coaching sessions are? I respect people who know their learning style and you want to be present for every single call. But one example I gave my husband yesterday as we talk about this for every launch, like with my team, is like, I swear that people watch YouTube videos all the time that are on replay. I swear people watch my lives and my YouTube lives and listen to my podcast. And because of the energy that I show up with, even if they watch it on recording, they still feel it, right? So how do you think I show up in my coaching program? And what a lot of people don't see, again, not minimizing if you want and you tell yourself you need to come to a live session. But I also believe that we've created a false narrative to believe that if this one small section, and I'm calling it small for a reason, I'll explain. If this one small section, I can't check off the box for my business to grow, I'm not going to do the program. Like if that's the mindset, I really just want you to think about that. The meat and the potatoes of your profitable private practice is in the course materials. The coaching call makes it come to life. So let me be all the way 100. If you're not in the portal, I can't coach you. It's similar to me being a professor. If I tell my students to read chapter one by next week and they haven't read chapter one, I kid you not, my students would be like, yo, they would swear me down. I am the best professor because I hold they, themselves accountable, but I keep them 100 with them all the time. You want to make all this money because I that's part of my like intro. They got to stand up. They got to say their name, what their um, degree is going to be in, whether they're at a community college or a graduate school or a regular four-year university. And I need them to tell me in five years from now how much money you want to make. Or if they super young, like high school kids, you know, Three years after you graduate, how much money do you want to make? And and it it puzzles them. They're like, I don't know, six figures. Nope, need a number. 106,000. Yes, sir. Sit down. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I, I teach college. Like, I make it fun. But this is the same professor right here. If I ask those students to read so that I can actually make the lecture come to life, I can actually give the case studies, then I can make the case study make their reading come to life. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying that it's wrong for somebody not to invest in themselves because they can't come to the cause, but the portal is all year. And to be quite frank, last year, we had a few students that said, yo, I'm going to go ahead and get this information because the bonuses that you got, you said you ain't giving them away again. Some of them, we retire like every year. 
And they were like, all the calls are like, all the calls are recorded, right? I'm like, yep. They said the lessons are ready to go though, right? Like 10, 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah. They said, bet. Can I just come to the next cohort? Yes, you can. Why? Because your girl gave you unlimited access. I'm not charging you a membership fee to come back to a next cohort. No shade on people who do that, but I'm just letting you know I'm not doing that. So what I'm trying to tell you is every rationale that you're going to give me, if you know that the DTA program is a good match for you, but you may feel as though one checkbox doesn't match outside of me not aligning with you and this not being what you need. Granted, that makes sense. Um, I, I don't see that as a reason as to why you shouldn't invest in yourself, right? So this is another reason why I did this workshop. And then I'm gonna get all the way like real, real, because only some people have seen what I'm gonna share with you next if they've been to a particular workshop with me. So um, this is what I see pop up in my timeline from therapists that I know, therapists that I coach. I'm doing a workshop. I'm having a live event. I'm hosting a webinar. I'm doing a launch on something. I'm creating a coaching program. I'm launching a coaching program. I'm launching groups within my practice. I'm launching for therapists I don't know, a solo practice. For therapists I do know, a group practice. Now you may be wondering, well, what's wrong with that? Well, if you notice on the screen, I say a pop up. You just told me in a coaching call or your accountability group last month, that you're so excited to go all in on your private practice so that you can get those things in place. Because odds are, if you get those things in place, it's going to level up your mindset as a business owner. Your back office will be in place. And then you can take those same systems and potentially, depending on the stream of income, apply some or all of it to other streams of income with small tweaks. Unless they're totally like separate apart from each other, like a physical store versus I don't know, services, right? Like those are two different ways you may have to show up in the marketplace, okay? People roll out of bed and say they opening up a group practice simply because they had a therapist that hit them up and said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to accumulate hours. That's not how you develop a group practice, okay? So these are my concerns. You may need to invest in learning how to be a CEO before you actually become one. Let me say that again. Some people need to invest in learning how to become a CEO before you actually become one. What am, I, what am I talking about? Mindset. Some of you may be prematurely even investing in courses, including my own, because you're not ready even to take on risk as a CEO. What risk am I talking about? The risk I'm talking about is you see other people winning and you like, boom, I'm going to do exactly what they do. It don't work that way. You got to show up and be authentically to you. So if you don't learn how to find your own way with taking the information that we give and then personalizing it to your personality and what you want to see for yourself, you can't duplicate what somebody else did. You're not them. So you're going to be expecting that, oh, they forex their caseload in three weeks. I'm forexing my caseload in three weeks. Well, what happens if you only 2x your caseload? You gonna be sad? What's gonna happen? That's mindset, mindset, and that is closing the doors on businesses every single day because they expect for when I say manifest a profitable practice, they expect for it to happen in like six weeks. Everybody's different. Another concern: just because you have a car doesn't mean you know how to drive it. Just because you have a license doesn't deem you as a great therapist. I'm not saying this about anybody who's watching or listening. 
But let's be all the way 100. I'm sure we all met one or a few people who we look and say, how the hell did they graduate from our program? How did they make it past practicum and internship? They textbook savvy, so that's how they passed that standardized exam. But how did they pass the interview? We learn how to read human behavior. We learn how to show up great on interviews. It doesn't mean that that makes that person a great therapist. Put a one in the comment box if you would agree. If you've seen it, don't out the person, don't put their name. But I've met a few like, I don't understand. I, I don't even understand why you're here. We saw that in our first year of a graduate program. They went around and said, what is your goal? One girl said her goal was to open up a bookstore. A Barnes and Nobles? Like not a psychology bookstore? Why the hell are you here for four years, girl, taking up a spot? Is somebody else spot that could have been here? You know what I'm saying? Like, this don't make sense. So just because you have a business does not make you a business owner. If we want to keep it all the way 100. Just because you got a business plan with a checking account at Bank of America, Wells Fargo, or the credit union for a business with a tax ID or EIN number does not make you a business owner. It makes you a hobbyist. So know your worth. This is a loaded workshop, right? Know your worth. Okay, so let's talk about pricing confidence. I'm gonna give y'all this bonus. It's kind of like digging a little deeper than day two of the boot camp. All right. So I'm just gonna use $150. That's like the median, okay, of what people charge these days. So my question to you is: are you really making that dollar amount? Let's just say 150. So let's first look at an intake session. Here she go again. You spent 45 to 60, if not more, minutes on the intake. And that's just one person. Some of y'all meet with families. You spend 60 minutes post-session doing the following. Processing the session, conceptualizing the assessment so that it can help you come up with a diagnosis that will then help you come up with a treatment plan. Then you got to type it all up. I minimize 60 minutes because for some of y'all, hell, that takes two to three hours spread across three damn weeks because you're stressing. Two hours minimum billable time you bill for 150. No wonder you resent your clients. Your clients ain't did nothing to you. They didn't tell you how much to charge. You told yourself how much to charge. So then once you actually do the real numbers, because I said two hours, but it's probably really four, right? So one day you come to this lady called Dr. TK's bootcamp and you come to the realization that instead, of, if I do two hours, that means I only got paid $75 an hour. Well, damn, that's a little bit more than my job paid me. And that's why I left. But let's go a little deeper because some of y'all, $75 a job was not paying you that. The job was paying you 45. So, because some of us don't look at it that way either. You look at it as a salary. Break that number down. You was getting paid $40 an hour. Okay, because I worked at the county and it's how I know this. The maximum was like 55. So let's double that. You got paid 150 and you were billed for you billed for four hours that you didn't account for in the 150. Damn, that means your time is worth $37 and a whole 50 cents, somewhere around there. $37.50. No shade, just go to better help. I'm just saying. So let me put this on the screen, somebody. <laughs> So when I say I don't know if I can do it, I mean, financially, if I put my last thousand toward program, which I'm willing to do, I don't know where the where the next. Oh, this is a good, good point. And this is the stuff that's been coming up in my DM. Let me put I don't want to put it. Well, I already put it up. So the comment was 
if I put my last thousand, so let me be clear, but I don't know everybody's situation, but I do just want to, if this were one of my therapy clients, I would say, this is your last, or this is a good amount of chunk of, of your savings. And, and let me, let me put this in perspective and I don't care where you live. I'm smiling, but I'm dead serious. I can get in my car right now. I can drive 40 miles because I don't live in a city. I can drive 40 miles to Skid Row, downtown LA, right? And when I'm watching people in South Central, I realize just sitting in the car, people watching, I will never be without a job. Will I potentially have to take a job I, I don't want? Yeah. But I really want you to think about what is your true bottom, like rock bottom? And I think about this anytime I get tired, I get tired too. I realize over time and I just laugh now, damn, my rock bottom is going back to the county. Hmm. How much would the county pay me to go back if I'm starting over? Hmm. They would still pay me $110,000. I know inflation is here, but I'm still winning. What else could be my rock bottom? I can go teach. You mean to tell me, put a one in the comment box if you feel the financial burden, but if you just allow me to remove the financial burden away from you and you look at the picture with a crystal clear lens, like no blockers, no blinders, and you really look at the skill set that you have, that's your last? Is that your last? Now, unless someone, because I don't know everybody's story, unless someone can't go to no job, nowhere, online, we always got somewhere to go. The question would be, do we want to go there? That's really the question. Not the, I'm really not going to fall down. So really, it's going to be about your stubbornness. I reached that point at one point. I really thought, oh, shoot, I got to go back to the county. I had just got married. And for some of y'all who heard that story, I went back to the county for a whole damn 43 days. And it's in an episode, deep, deep, like episode 100 or something. And it said the real reason why I left my $130,000 job. It wasn't the kids in the jail. It wasn't probation. It was admin over mental health. Because they weren't looking over our mental health, <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, when I left the second time, one thing I realized was, I had a whole group practice. I was teaching at three schools. Why is the question? And that's when I had my biggest growth burst. Why did I let myself go back to that job? And it was literally what I tell y'all my DM because I was scared to bet on me. I'm not minimizing recession. I'm not minimizing financial hardship. I'm not minimizing potentially being the breadwinner in your home. I've been there, done all that. Right. But what I am telling you is I just want you to think about whenever you invest in yourself, even if it's not now, how are you going to show up and be the best version of you to get what you need? Because to me, someone who says with this young lady or gentleman, I can't tell by the name, um, someone who comes with that comment from their heart. I'm going to challenge the hell out of you because I'm like, we, we, we got rock bottoms, but it ain't the way that other rock bottoms look like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But outside of that. We have way more to give and we have a lot more opportunities. And at the end of the day, your hunger should be hungry than more than anybody in our program. And I'm giving you this umph with my voice because in certain seasons of my life, which I'm going to go over in a second, that umph, that Takesha from Compton came all the way out. And I'm not talking about the Takesha you see on like 
movies. Okay. I'm talking about, I've witnessed hustlers, drug dealers, community violence. I didn't engage myself into those activities, but you bet your bottom dollar. I was watching every move. I know how to hustle. I just infused that hustle into something that was productive for me, my family, my bank account, and my abundance, period. So if that's your thing and you're ready to bet on you, just learn how to refuel that fire. Turn it into something else, right? It's just like me working with taggers. Like, bet, you want to tag the wall and get a ticket? Okay, we need a mural. Can you tag this wall for a mural, Johnny? And what did I do? I went into a high school in Richmond and I had the kids who were spray painting on the damn wall getting in trouble with the police. I said, let me use them, sirs, to the school police. And they were like, "Use, let me use them. We doing a fashion show for the kids because I was all about mental health and all levels. Like we're going to boost these kids' confidence by giving them a talent show and um, a fashion show or whatever before prom. I did a whole lot of unorthodox stuff as a therapist. But I brought those kids into a room. I said, can you stay after school for five to 10 days? This is what we're looking for. You got creativity. I don't sing your name all around the damn city. So can you create this mural on this big old poster? Beautiful. And guess who gave them a round of applause? The whole school. Learn how to fuel that fire into something else. All right. So bottom line of this one, know your numbers, know your worth. You're welcome. Oh, no, no, no. I got typos all through this thing. All right. So know your worth part two. Pricing confidence part two. Again, you charge dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, if not more. You have an ongoing client. You see them for a 45-minute session, if not more. You potentially write a 15-minute note. We do what's called a five-minute clickable note in DTA. Then you might, in the beginning, throughout the week, after the session, spend 15 to 30 minutes planning homework activities, reading emails from your clients, sending them stuff in the portal, potentially collaborating and doing collaterals that we usually don't charge for unless you work at a job that bills Medicaid or Medicare or Medi-Cal, right? Because we don't usually bill for that in private practice unless you're people paying out of pocket. So you worked 45 minutes a time, so that's what you billed for. But you really had 90 minutes to 120 minutes of billable time. I just really want y'all to see how we're like undercutting ourselves, like a lot. A lot. Okay. So put a two in the comment box if y'all want this extra bonus because I really, in my soul, felt like somebody needed to see this second piece. Okay. And actually, here, let me, um, sorry about that. Let me share this one, this last slide, at least on this one. So why y'all tell me if y'all want that bonus? This is why I talked about know your worth. Profitability takes time. Your ideal schedule, as we teach in our program, is going to take time. However, stop putting a hard stop, you know, like we do when we trade, if you trade in stocks, right? Stop putting a hard stop on how and when your abundance will show up. Your job is to paint the vision, show up and do the work. You might be surprised if you go all in on one thing at a time, how quickly It will manifest if the higher power or this universe believes that you're equipped with it. We got some spiritual people on here. We know the Bible verse. He won't give you more than you can handle. We speak that all around the world. But when it comes down to our business, oh, it don't apply to you. Yes, it does. Do the work. Do the work. Okay. 
So I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to switch slides and I'm going to share with you a narrative. Um, you can even tell based off my picture. Okay. It's like older. Okay. But I'm only going to take a piece of it. And the reason I'm going to pull this in is because whether you join DTA or not, you know, I'm all about that messaging and abundance. You don't even need to see the slides for this one. I just need you to hear this message. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through a narrative because I know during this boot camp, I, unless you like been following me for a while, most people don't know, know who I am. I've sprinkled some of it in the boot camp, right? So meet Takesha, Marie Jackson, hyphen Rudd, two last names. Don't ask why. Won't get into that right now. It's probably in the story. So I want to talk to you about the possibilities of a quantum leap. Okay. So what is the defini definition of a quantum leap? It's a huge, often sudden increase or advance in something. Put a one in the comment box if you want to experience a quantum leap, whether it be in health, weight loss or weight gain, mindset, reform, re, you know, transform, um, business, bank account, travel, having a baby, whatever, <laughs> right? Most people say, I want a quantum leap, or they look at people with a quantum leap and they're like, yo, how do you do that? And you'd be amazed if you actually sit down and listen to people's stories, that majority of their quantum leap had like 99.9% .9 to do with their mindset and not the actual actions. So I'm going to take you all the way back to a time where we experienced something called the vid. <laughs> and at the time of this workshop originally, I did it at the end of 2020. And it hit home for me and the audience, okay? So this picture represents me going to Florida after withdrawing, well, I'm not withdrawing, but not renewing in a program that I had been in a part of four years. And I chose to renew in January, but they had already started in September. $24,000 investment of a mastermind that was gonna meet three times to four times a year. I would have to fly pretty much, stay in LA, go to Florida, go to New York, go to Atlanta. We would have different locations, but we would also meet up once a month online with our coach. No one-on-one, -on -one, right? $24,000. So I decided in January to listen to an inside voice in my head, intuition. And the intuition said, you need to renew this program. And I'm like, why? You know, I talked to my intuition. They were like, don't worry about it. I gave you an instruction. I call those spiritual downloads. Bet, like I'm talking... <laughs> to the Lord, right? Like, got it. So January, 2020, that what I didn't know would be the beginning of my quantum leap. Okay. So I'm just going to paint the picture. I believe that my path was already written. I believe that your path is already written. Okay. This is a mindset that I took in January. Hence the podcast episodes. I'm going all in. I had already, and these were the themes at my church leading up to 2020. This was like scary for me to like type this out and really like kind of let my guide up top guide me into typing this information for people to listen to it. Okay. So my path was written four years before this happened. The church said the theme is all in. And we like that Bishop all in. So that means we got to take on the mindset. We're going all in with whatever we do outside of the church. Okay. The next year, it's just a buildup. He said, I'm going to give you the key. So everybody that belongs to the church got an actual key. And he said, what's on the other side of this door 
you dictate based on what door you open. I said, ooh, Bishop, that's good. So we all got a key. I still got the key, right? 2019 was the year of preparation. And I, he, I, we were like, what are we preparing for? So, you know, he went through every sermon and this was a theme, preparing for something big. And I specifically remember, I don't know the month, but I remember even what I had on. It's like a picture, a picture memory. I remember I'm sitting down with, um, with Avery, I think at the time and, or one of the kids. And he looked at my husband and he rarely does this. I didn't ask him to do this, the bishop. Right. And he said, the bishop said to my husband out of the blue (laughs) in the middle of his sermon, Ivory, that's my husband's name. TK is on a path. And it's about to blow up. Like I'm getting teary eyed just saying it. And he was like, watch your wife, like in a good way. Watch your wife. Watch this path that she about to walk on, right? He said that 2019 in the year of preparation. Then we go to Bible study in January. And he says, the theme of the year is the year of the unknown. Now, nobody knew what that meant until March 13th in Los Angeles. Right. So let me show you what all in looks like. The versions of me had always been there. The version of you that you're seeking is already inside of you. But it's your job to go in there and pull him or her out. I can't do that for you. So to the left is a picture of me sitting in my private practice office waiting for a dang on no show. The second picture is me going all in on my health because I decided I wanted to have a baby, but I'm over 35. So at the end of the day, I'm going to get snatched no matter what. Picture number three, continue to get snatched. Sitting here hosting um, health. I was a health coach at that time for like eight years. I was hosting workouts like five times a week, right, in the gym. So I learned during that season that I no longer wanted to look sad but I needed to learn how to bet on me. And for me, just like it is today, self-care is key because I'm a provider, right? I also went all in on my family. So I was divorced. I was with somebody for 10 years. Am I speaking to anybody? I had to start over. So I decided after probably two years of crying myself to sleep, probably a few times a night, going into a little seep of depression, being fully transparent, feeling like I would never become a mom, actually told myself, I I know that I'm wifey material, but I don't really know if I'm a find a mate. I'm over 35. I ain't got no kids. I'm already successful. That could be a threat. Clearly people I was dating told me it was a threat, (laughs) right? So after I got out of my phone, I decided to share my little tears, put on my big girl boots. And I said, I'm wife material. I'm going to find my mate, but I'm not going to settle. Met my husband. He was right in front of me the whole time. And let me see if I could talk slow and explain this. He is my best friend since I was 14 years old. Me and her are best friends from high school. She's been with the guy for now like 17 years. They just got married two years ago though, right? But they've been together this whole time. My husband is now her, is her husband's first cousin. When I say I've been around my husband, proximity don't lie. I've been around him probably way more times than I thought, but I never looked at family because they were like, family. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my best friend. You feel me? But bottom line is I went all in. So we got married, had a lavish Hollywood wedding, blended family, but I know how to take the high road. You feel me? I ain't gonna go into that. I did all, I went all in in my business over the years, grew a group practice, had a solo practice, right? Integrated my health business into my practice, wrote my first physical book, digital book, 
hosting workshops in the community, stepping on stage at the LA Convention Center with my BBP, Dr. Roche, all in on business. Why am I sharing this with you? The journey has already been planted. Let me know if I'm talking to somebody right now, right? Now, preparation, a lot of y'all have heard this story be sprinkled. Over 35 years of age, specifically 30, no wait, 30, yeah, 35, no, 36. No, wait, 35. I was going on 36 that year. Two months before I was supposed to get married, they say it. I got to have surgery. You got a diagnosis. We got to do a biopsy. Make sure it's not cancer. Thank God it wasn't. Got to get tested for that every three years. That sucked, right? On top of that, we we build in a blended family. On top of that, I'm running a group practice with eight therapists. On top of that, I'm teaching at three institutions. Do I need to say more? I have to learn how to continue to go all in because I know that my higher power has something better for me, even if I can't see it yet. Faith, right? So I decided after going to church and praying out and things like that, and after we got married, I chose to go ahead and move forward with the surgery. Not only did I have to have one surgery with a whole lot of invasive feature, um, you know, procedures, um, I did the first surgery and then I had to go back and do another unexpectedly because I just had to go back. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I talk about that in the infertility series. If you want to go watch that 30, 37 pregnant, had my son full blown birth, um, pregnancy, C-section preparation. Now, during that season of preparation, if you want to follow this, right? It, yeah, he was so tiny, right? Um, preparation was, I was put on bed rest at five months pregnant. Now, in the midst of that, I'm angry. Got a little depressed. But I had to snap out of that because I don't want to like send that to my baby. So my baby was born on March 13th. 7.4 ounces, 20.5 um, inches. My mom's first grandson. I'm my mom's only child. But I learned how to take matters into my own hands. I don't care if I've been off work, quote unquote, for six to nine months. I'm going to build my business on my couch. I'm going to get certified in certain things on my couch. I'm going to write out the vision and make it plain. I'm going to get first class tickets for my whole family, a family of five, to be exact. Hence, this picture right here. I'm going to continue to host workshops um, for the um, health stuff, even if I can't go every single day, because now I got a baby and me and my husband got different work schedules, right? We're going to go to New York. We're going to meet other therapists in New York, but I'm taking my son with me, no matter what. Preparation, right? Launch the book. Who throws a launch party two weeks after their wedding? Postpones the honeymoon to launch a book. Preparation. I mentored two kids out of the jail system. Preparation. I take my family to Walt Disney World because I got to go to a conference, but you might as well make it a business and personal fun situation. So let's all fly first class. I fly up north and I figure out a way to still support my friend. So you know what? I'm going to come to your event. You want me to be a speaker? And she said, girl, bring your books. Boom. All books sold out. Let's go. Still had a wedding and had a good time and still was able between that time to still go with my whole family to D.C. and have a great time. And actually in this picture, I was actually pregnant and didn't know it, Right. Preparation. These pictures are out of order. The purpose of me sharing these with you again is that you're being prepared for something just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But some of y'all waiting for it to exist and then you'll bet on you. This girl looked familiar. Now y'all know who she is, Dr. Millie. Now she's in our mastermind. She came to our conference last year. Preparation. She was one of my first coaching clients. Why? Because she was in my group practice. And I low-key told her, you need to open up your own private practice. I had her since she was a postdoc. She grew into being licensed. She grew into doing more responsibilities for me in the group practice. And I'm like, yo, you can still do this, but you need to go build your own. 
And that's exactly now she's growing a group practice. This was years ago. Pregnant, still going to PTA meetings, telling people about the importance of mental health. It doesn't matter. This is before I got put on bed rest, though. These are my mentors, Dr. Stacia, still out here. Low-key probably wasn't supposed to be out the house, but pregnant going to feed the homeless. No excuses because God's vision is greater than mine. Hosting workshops after I had my baby. One of 25 kids, three kids showed up. It doesn't matter. I'm talking like I'm talking at the Staples Center. Baby at the house, breastfeeding. These people record a podcast at 10 o'clock at night. Should I do it? Yep. Growth marketing. They asked me to do it. I'm showing up. I'm driving an hour. I'm recording the podcast and I'm going to get in front of people that I don't know. Risk. Okay. I can keep going, but y'all can kind of see the pictures here. KMEL, conferences, speaking for free. Can we talk on the advisory board? Being able to be able to talk about, um, what do you call it? Juvenile justice reform. Okay. So all in and prep the numbers. Bottom line is, in order for you to go all in, you got to know where you start. What are the real numbers? You got to look at where you are, what's happening in your life right now in real time. What are the real problems? The only way you can find them out is if you open up that bank account. If you let somebody else look at your numbers, if you let somebody else help you fix your system, then you got to go find real solutions. So this is Avery sitting at our CPA meeting, <laughs> right? We sitting here at tax plan for a year, okay? So let me bring it all together. Some of y'all may try to paint the picture like, you know, you you had a, maybe your upbringing was different. Well, well, let's see. I just said I'm from Compton. So I lived, I, I'm, I'm, I think you can see this, from a single parent household. Let me put a one if any of this sounds familiar to your story. Single parent household, drive-bys damn near every other week, living next to a crack house. Okay, uh, going to school K through 12 in Compton. Father incarcerated pretty much my whole life until I became an adult. PTSD in the hood times 1000. I, I need not to say anymore. All of that came from Compton. All of these things built me into the person that I've become. And that's why, without a doubt, I'll tell you I'm from Compton. That's not to threaten people. That's not to scare people away. I welcome a diverse group of people. I'm not saying I only want people from the hood, but I'm just letting you know that everybody has a different walk of life. Just because I don't spread my shit out loud on social media with all of my trauma doesn't mean that I've been dealt a great hand. I just know how to go after what I want, period. Education. I went through straight through. I was an honor student. Again, I turned whatever I saw on the streets into my academics. I just learned how to turn my resiliency on another way. As a matter of fact, I became the president, not only of my senior class in high school, but we also going to be the president of my graduate school. We're also going to hold um, seats on affiliations like camp and things like that, right? As Dr. Roche spoke, take on the pace of the people around you. I'm not about to go on this program and do five years, sign me up for four, and I'm defending first, bet. And it had nothing to do with me being a president. It has something to do with me showing up and doing the work. All of these things are planting seeds. How can you not see this? Mission, bottom left-hand corner. I became a professor. So you may be wondering, well, dang, how does she show up online and do these things like, like it's effortless? First of all, it was Dorothy's fault. That's my grandma. She had one of those big old old school cameras that sat on your shoulder because my grandfather worked for uh, Universal Studios and did like movie sets, whatever. So she got me a big old camera. Well, she got herself a big camera. I took it like it was mine. And we would do like skits and plays of the Wizard of Oz in her backyard. I got real comfortable in front of the camera at a very early age. 
Okay. Bottom line is I put myself out there, even though I was scared, and became a college professor at 25, look at 17. Because you know, black don't crack. <laughs> okay. I became a supervisor very early, clinical one. I developed programs. I served my city and surrounding cities. That's part of my mission. But just because that's part of my mission, that is part of a season in my history. That's still there and it still shows up. But it's okay for you to level up and make certain things in your life a season. You're not a sellout. Can't nobody come up to me on the street or online and call me a sellout. Bet. (laughs) Okay. Lastly, investment. Like I told you over the last damn near two weeks now, I've, I've invested in my education. I've invested in my license, passing the test after the second time, meaning I passed on the third. Okay. I invested in CEs. Now I'm an APA certified instructor where I can give CEs when you earn them. I invested in coaching. And more importantly, I invested in adopting a wealth and CEO mindset. Okay. So that is my quantum leap journey because some of y'all, I know I ain't the only one. I've had people in my life very close to me say, you ain't about to amount to ish. I got kicked out of a high school class every day because the teacher refused to give me the work that I deserved during a two hour class period because I was done in five minutes. Girl, give me some work or I'm leaving. One professor in grad school asked me to speak Ebonics because I'm black. (laughs) A probation officer told me because I showed up in Jordan, some true religion jeans, a little hoodie because they told us don't dress up if you a girl working in a jail. That probation officer told me I ain't no doctor. The head of our department at at the facility I was working did not respect me as a doctor. If I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a doctor. So don't tell me that you're by yourself when it comes down to uh, like, like the world is against me. I wasn't, I wasn't dealt a good hand. This is the stuff that again, I don't really harp on this stuff. I'm not trying to attract a sad story. This shit is sad. But at the end of the day, I thought it would be best if I just put it out there on a platform that everybody got a different walk of life. And at the end of the day, one of the things that hurt the most, because I love my city, is for people to disrespect me simply because of what they've seen on television. And then they'll say, they can't see me in a particular way because I am from Compton. Ooh, that's sting. Now it used to sting. It don't hurt no more. Because I will actually get more quiet. And then if you really make me mad, I'm quiet for a while. And then I will hurt you with my words. And what I will say, I'm just letting you know what my coping strategy is. This is what I tell my husband. If I get frustrated, I shut down. You actually need to be more concerned if I'm talking and I ain't yelling, but you know I'm mad. Right? Let me go. (laughs) Okay. So let's just reframe the story that you created in your mind. Right. And this is why we're doing that bonus. The bonus ain't going to have none of this. The bonus is probably will sprinkle a story, but the bonus is really going to be about you transforming your mind and manifesting the mindset that you want. Right. So let's just reframe everything I just shared with you. That was oh so sad. Right. So reframe for education. Well, somebody said I ain't going to be nothing. Well, guess I'll just be the captain of the basketball team. Guess I get MVP in more league. Guess I become president of the high school. I ain't going to be nothing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you from Compton? Well, guess I become the president of the grad school. 
Maybe I'll be the first one to defend my dissertation. Matter of fact, I'm going to be one out of the small group of 12 out of a cohort of 60 that's going to actually graduate in four years. But, oh, I'm from Compton, right? I'm going to get my BA, my MA, and my PsyD because that's the highest that I can go. But remember, I'm only from Compton, right? Not only that, because people from Compton can't write. They can't talk. I'm going to become an author. I'm going to run a successful business. And I'm going to have a dope, abundant lifestyle. It's all about the reframe. Private practice, 2012, bought my new home. In the midst of that, got divorced. Working 14-hour days at a jail. Seeing 10 clients on the side in private practice. Making only $10,000 a year. And y'all sitting here tripping off of it taking you six months to get your first private pay client? Please, go at your pace. 2013, increased my caseload to 20 clients. Um, Let me see. Oh, uh, I'm going to skip that staff. Um, but I only made 25000 a year in my private practice. Now, granted, those 20 clients didn't come every single week because I was still working full time. 2014, 20 clients. But you know what? I'm about to start a group practice. Made a whole lot of mistakes. Hello, team of eight. Raised my income in my private practice without me having to be there. 15 k a month. Still not as much as I would like, but still a start. 2015, as you notice, I kept the same amount of clients, but what started to happen to my business? It started to expand. This is this doesn't um, include how many clients they were serving. Talking about mission, learn how to invest in myself in 2015 with money, not with a book. And I became an author, right? And in 2016, left my job, got married, start making ten thousand dollars on my own with mental health work, and then making fifteen k just with my group practice. All after I start investing in myself, it takes time. You got to know your why. My why in 2012, two streams of income for me, it was cool. It was enough. That was teaching and that was my job. (laughs) Okay. 2013, became single, wanted more money, got it, worked overtime, started to travel. 2014, dating, didn't like it, kept earning more money, but I started to build my systems. 2015, dating still, create my system still in my business, but now I'm starting to think about wealth, not money. In 2016, married, had my systems in order, started to dream bigger than I've ever dreamt before, probably since I was a little girl, and I started to invest in me. But truth be told, I have been investing in me this whole time. Investments. Some of y'all asked me this in my inbox. So 2015, I got an invitation to go to a live event. 2016, I spent $2,500 for my first high-end coaching investment that did not allow for any type of online line access. I had to fly to the events or drive to the events. That was it. 2017, spent $1,000 and spent $10,000. And then I went into spending $24,000 to invest in me. 2018, $24,000 again, but another $10,000 for other programs. Why? Because I'm investing in a skill set. 2019 to 2020, invested $24,000 again invested a sprinkle of $15,000 in other things that would enhance my business and my mindset. Those two for me go hand in hand. So I'm gonna stop here, okay? Put a one in the comment box if you got something from me today. I know that I started with hobbyists. I know that I started with hobbyist versus business owner. But at the end of the day, If I were to pull up my DM right now, and I can't because some people are watching on Instagram, I kid you not, eight out of the 10 questions that I have received during this enrollment period has been nothing about, I can't afford it, nothing about, I ain't gonna have the time, 
nothing about um, like just any conflictual information in terms of like the logistics of the program. Majority of the questions are about people asking me to help them realize that in this season, it's time to bet on themselves. So I don't know what other way to say it. If you don't want to learn how to bet on yourself, then you're going to say exactly where you are. Some people watch this boot camp, and I ain't going to ask them to out themselves, but we see it in our system. Some people have been attending my boot camps, let's be all the way real, since like 2016 when I was just doing boot camps, just do boot camps on Facebook and stuff, <laughs> right? Like no therapist, just like people. Okay, so let me go over here. Um, Connie said, I'm in my head. You just confirmed that I made the right decision to join DTA. She said, period, right? Um, let's see, been there, done that. A lot of people, even my team, some of the stuff they did not know. So yeah, now you know a little bit more about me. Um, thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thank you for saying that. I needed to hear that. I can always choose what is in this season for me. Exactly. Um, I'm from the West side of Chicago. If you know, you know, baby DTA, you are part of my divine intervention. I'm hearing similarities in my story, tearing up, right? So my intent here today is simply to speak to the individuals that need to give themselves permission to bet on themselves, included with the assessment of, are you seeing your business as a CEO business or as a side hustle? AKA you a hobbyist. And what do hobbyists do in closing? They don't grow because hobbies go in one season and out the next. And if that's how you want your private practice, I'm highly encouraging you. Do not, do not join the academy. I told you all about that one refund and I was like, give her a refund. She paid in full. She don't want to have a business. But make that decision before you click the button. DTA is closing tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> DTA is closing tomorrow night. OK, just as a recap of the bonuses, some of them, um, I just released one today. Um, somebody asked me a very good question, so I'm going to say it out loud just in case people want to know about it. Um, I am going to be recording live. Um, I'm more than likely going to stream it in our Facebook group. And then we'll upload it to the portal. But sometimes my energy feels different when I record things live. So I probably prefer to do that live. Um, so I'm going to record it live, not on a Zoom call, just like like this, but only in our academy group. And it'll be sometime in February. Haven't chosen the date. It will more than likely not be like on a Monday at 11 or 9 kind of thing. It, it'll be whatever my schedule permits. But um, I just feel different even if nobody's watching to like record it live. Right. So um, that bonus is on reframing your abundance. And really, that's about the things that I talked about today. But I'm actually going to be giving you the specific tools um, that I've used over the years, not specifically, oh, I joined this program. It's more of the internal structure that I gave myself over time in order to manifest things that I wanted. And how did I deal with when I didn't manifest it on time? at least my timeline, because that's not your job. So for group practice, a good question came up. Is this applicable applicable to group practice owners? So um, we did talk about that in the FAQs, but to make a, a short summary, um, yes and no. So will I teach you how to clean up your back systems? Because most group practice owners, unless you're a non-therapist, most group pract practice owners have their solo practice first. 
Angela and like, uh, I'm going to say less than two handful of people have joined our academy and they had a group practice when they joined. But the reason why they joined is that they realized through that private practice assessment that I did on day four. So if you haven't did it, it's the first 30 minutes of day four, the boot camp. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like if I <laughs> if I would have had the stuff I knew now, girl, my group practice would have took forever to get up off the ground. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I messed up so many times. <laughs> um, some people joined DTA to clean up the back office before they kept or started expanding their business. Our mastermind program is for group practice owners, but that's under the assumption that your solo practice is like, I shouldn't be teaching you stuff in DTA. And I can tell based off of interviews, that program is only open up once a year and we just started in January. So that program is closed. Um, so for people who are already at scalable mode and you passed all the assessments that I gave you, specifically that private practice assessment, then really it's about you looking at your numbers and asking yourself, is this where I'm supposed to be? And honestly, if you can't even hire, I'm not saying you, but like if somebody is in the mindset as a solopreneur that they have not hired somebody even in their solo practice on the admin side, it's going to be really difficult, my personal opinion and in my coaching opinion, for you to hire a whole set of therapists. Because I want you to get used to, like we do when we talk about a DTA, going through the processes of building, like if you don't have any standardized standardized operating procedures, we actually have a bigger problem. DTA will definitely help you with that. We like in our Facebook group, we even have a thread like SOP challenge, like who got SOPs? And like therapists upload their standard operating procedures. And what SOPs are is like a checklist of every single thing you do in your business. So for example, one of my team members are on here. And when she came in, we were in a launch, like open enrollment. So this time she kind of is very familiar with it, even though she still don't know all the ins and outs of it. But what the beauty part is about standard operating procedures is that I can click a clone button in our project management system that houses all of our step-by-step things, right? And then I just like change the due date, may change the person it's assigned to, tweak the assignment, but I'm not continuously like reteaching something over and over again. So what's best for a group practice, if you don't have standard operating procedures, if you don't have automation in your business, if you haven't even start mapping out with a tax person, what it would look like to hire someone else, you probably need to work on like one, paying yourself. This is to anybody. Learn how to pay yourself first before you just roll out of bed tomorrow and pay three people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because it's certain CEO mindset shifts that need to happen. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So if, if, if you like, if you're just coming across this, because we ain't got that much time unless you're about to binge watch. Okay. So I would encourage you, if you really want to assess where you are, go back and watch video like day four of the bootcamp. Day four, it says like behind the scenes. And the first half is the private practice assessment. And those questions, that's just 5% of what we do in DTA. Um, but at the end of the video, I also like, um, so you can like, you can watch the interview with the clinician or you can fast forward past that part if you press it for time. Watch where I show you the back office and then watch also where I break down the academy. But the link, somebody was in my DM, the link is the same link in my bio. It says DTA. We also have a shortcut for all of these videos for the bootcamp all in one playlist. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Tomorrow, I don't think I'll be going live because I'm going to have a, 
a four-year-old here by myself, and that probably won't turn out pretty after school. <laughs> um, but I'll more than likely, if you have questions, DM me, right? But make sure that you read the enrollment page before DMing me. Um, and if it's the, I need to learn how to bet on me, just simply ask yourself, is it your season? Right? Yeah. Okay, great. All right, y'all. So that's all I got. Any other questions? Any other questions? I know it's like a 15 second like lag time or something. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait. All right. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Right. Um, after boot camps happen, I will record some, not all, but some podcasts live. Um, and clearly they'll be available for replay. I'll also have an audio podcast with like over 300 and some, like over, I think 302 now episodes. Cause that was my goal every year was to get to hundred then 200 then 300. So I met all my goals. Um, so if you are extra pre-licensed or you just feel like the central season, stay connected, get subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, and then also make sure you tune into the podcast and just connect with me on Instagram. All right, y'all have a great rest of your evening. DTA closes tomorrow at 12, 8, like 1159 PM Pacific standard time. And remember, if you don't join this enrollment period, then you will be delaying your abundance until 2024. All crap aside, like we're not opening up the doors until um, pretty much it will start like almost the beginning of the fourth quarter. So that means that with everything you're learning, you may not be able to incorporate majority of it until 2024. So if that's the if that's the path that you're on and you're extra pre-licensed, that makes sense. If it's a season where you need to bet on yourself, what are you waiting on? Go watch the videos, get yourself signed up. We do got payment plans. Go check those out. Have a great day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.